Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good Sunday morning to you. It is Christmas Eve and it is a brown Christmas Eve. I thought I heard Al say it was going to be 56 today, which is just crazy to me. Here we are, December 24th. Not a lick of snow on the ground. Dave and Charlie with you today. Pete is uh, off in the Cayman Islands and apparently uh, not having the best time. Charlie, we we got a text from him yesterday saying the trip is maybe not the best. But uh, the age-old question, is a bad trip in the Caymans better than a for Christmas than a brown Christmas in Minnesota. I would say yes, but I'm not there. I got to imagine he's still having an okay time. I think he's doing okay. I can't imagine, you know, can you imagine frowning on the beach? I can't. I can't, and I can't picture Pete frowning. He's always a pretty positive guy, so he's probably out there with the, the hair flowing and the gun showing, and, you know, he's ready to go. I, for one, and I'll tell you, I've, I've pondered this question a lot. Before we dive into uh, the Vikings today, uh, I just I want to – Briefly touch on outside of sports. How disappointed are you? And I am disappointed. I'll say this. I don't like green and brown during the holiday season. I, I really don't. I And I hate shoveling snow passionately, even though I have a snowblower. But it's something about this time of year, and my son and I were talking about this yesterday. It's something about this time of year where you just you want even just a little, maybe just a dusting of something so it's white to remind you that you still live in Minnesota. Because I don't feel like it this week, Charlie. I mean, it, yeah. You look around, and it's just gross. I feel like I'm I, – most people really do seem to fall into one of these two groups of, oh, man, I love how warm it is. It's phenomenal how warm it is staying so late in the season because it's so comfortable for me. Others, you know, really want to get outdoors. I don't care. You don't I, care? I don't care. I don't care either way. Okay, if there's a little snow, sure, whatever. I'm fine with it. But I also – am fine with it being warm i i also don't get the brown thing i to me it looks uh, it's pavement downtown so i guess gray <laughs> everybody says oh it's it's brown what's brown i don't well it's gray everywhere and it, and it yeah. stays gray from like october to may here we don't get much sun during well, other season, than when so. it's white of course but that's the thing the white brightens it up just a little bit i just i need a little bit of brightness Something to look it's forward to. the one to thing that takes you out of the uh, seasonal depression. This is it. Yeah. That's it. The fact that I have no snow, it just it pummels me. It do you even do, right do, do, you do snow activities or it's literally just well, We have a pond, so we skate. I like to play hockey outside during the winter. And the last two years, last year and this year now, we have not been able to get on the ice in our pond because it is not safe. Everybody, if you're listening, it is not safe to get on the ice. And we have nothing. Usually I make the kids wait until I can drill down five inches of ice and then and then we go. 
I don't even think we have one or two out there right now. Yeah, you might get uh, there it, in uh, February. It will, but then you only have. But then by March, you know, once you get to March, you got to be off the ice. So it's no good. It's no good. Yeah. Uh, here is something that we have not. Speaking of a brown Christmas, something that we haven't had in a while. So another thing we haven't had in a while is the Lions with a chance to clinch the division. <laughs> Uh, they have played your Vikings today and a chance to clinch the division for the first time since 1993. We will have Matt Colleron in the next hour and, and talk with him a little bit about the game. But in, in looking at this game today, it, there, there is something that has, that has kind of come to my attention this week. And I, it kind of hit me like a slap in the face, maybe because we haven't really thought much about Kirk Cousins in, in the last couple of weeks because he's been – He's had surgery on his Achilles. He's done for the season. Uh, he is recovering well and apparently will be on the sideline today. But if it were ever possible for someone's stock to rise without ever playing a down, Kirk Cousins has mastered that this season. His stock is going so high, despite the fact that he hasn't touched a football, maybe or, or at least in a game situation, hasn't touched a football in almost a, in over a month, I think now. And if you look at the statistics from the two of them, and it's not, you can look at statistics all you want, right? Statistics can tell you any story you want them to tell you. But in clutch situations this year and in times that they have needed someone to go down and win the game, Dobbs was shaky. Mullins can't do it. Cousins proved to be that guy over the last couple seasons. Through eight games this year, Cousins had over 2,300 yards passing, 18 touchdowns, five interceptions. If you combine the time that Dobbs and Mullen have played quarterback, it comes out to seven games. They have 1,281 yards, seven touchdowns, and seven interceptions. And then when you dig a little deeper and you look at, okay, well, you know, maybe we don't need to worry about him because there's going to be another free agent quarterback or someone else that we can get in the offseason. But listen to these names that are out there if you decide to let Kirk Cousins go. And and he's probably going to get in the range of what he makes a, a roughly a, a $35 million contract. Maybe Now, that'll come down total-wise because he's not going to get the years. But that's what the projection is. Do any of these, Charlie, do any of these names get you more excited than Kirk Cousins? Ready? Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Drew Locke, or Baker Mayfield? Yeah, the, Do, the only one that, that you would even say, oh, that's kind of interesting is Baker Mayfield, right? I, right. I, I was going to make a point. It, it really is incredible with just the starter to backup thing. Across the league, it is so yes. consistent right now where, yes, the Vikings have their issue with Kirk's Cousins, but what, five, six other teams are on their backup quarterbacks? And yes. they all maybe they flash for a minute, and then they go right back down the drain. And right. that's consistent throughout the league. The only guy that you look at that's maybe, okay, maybe he's a starter, maybe he's a backup, he's good enough probably to be a starter is Baker Mayfield. Um, yes. But, I, I mean, I think the answer is obvious, right? The, it, nobody's excited about those quarterbacks, but people are excited about the potential for a rookie. You want the passing of the torch eventually. Yes. Now, would that come with another couple years of Kirk Cousins? Maybe. Maybe that that is the best option is you keep Kirk Cousins and you pass the torch um, on to the rookie once once you select them. But that has to come sooner or later, right? You, you can't they keep have to, waiting yes. it out. They have to draft it, and and I'm and I am in the the reason I'm saying this is because they have to draft a rookie quarterback this year. There there, there is zero chance. 
if for some reason Quasi Adolfo Mensa and, and Kevin O'Connell do not draft a quarterback in the first round, I, I don't even want to tell you what's going to happen. It, it, it will be pandemonium in Minnesota. People will be furious. But And I'm glad you brought up Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield's a very I, – when I looked at the list, I went, oh, Baker Mayfield. But here's what I'll ask you. If you have a if you have the choice of Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins, and you basically need this person to accept the fact that for the next two to three years, maybe two if you're two to three if you're lucky, your job is to hold it down until this rookie and and develop this rookie and bring him to playing. Do you who's going to be the guy that's going to do that for you? Because I don't think it's going to be Baker Mayfield. I don't think at 28 years old Baker Mayfield is ready to accept the fact that he is just resigned to being a mentor to someone else coming in the league. I think Kirk Cousins knows he can still play, but also understands that at this point in his career, this is part of his job now is mentoring a young quarterback. Absolutely. And I I think from, yeah, if that's the job mentoring the the quarterback, the ideal situation would be Kirk Cousins in there. But they're not exactly going to be equal, right? Baker Mayfield is not going to make the money that Kirk Cousins uh, has made. So you're saying, okay, so are are we trying to compete then next year? Are you are you wanting to build the best team possible, or do you want, or, or is the priority to mentor this quarterback as as the next big thing? Because I, I think as a team competing, if you're saving enough money on Baker Mayfield and you feel that you can excel in other areas, well then maybe that's the option. But if you're really wanting that that mentor type of quarterback and maybe. I mean, Kirk Cousins is still a great quarterback. I'm not going to, you yes. know, he's still very yes, capable the, of winning ball games, And the stats prove that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Incredibly capable of winning ball games, But that contract is going to hamstring a lot of other positions. Yes, and and he is going to garner not only a lot of money, but he will garner attention this offseason. I, I, I will guarantee you that. Now, to your question as to whether this is a rebuilding or, or this is, you know, a passing of the torch, I think externally the Vikings will always say we're trying to compete now. And that's why you have to have a quarterback who still looks like a frontline guy but is willing to play that mentor role. If they don't do that, if they just say, hey, we're going to roll with Nick Mullins next year, he's going to bring, gosh, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping Bo Nix along, and then in a year Bo Nix is going to be your guy. I don't think they do that because you you can't do that in the NFL anymore. As a coach and GM, you you truly cannot say, we're just going to ride this year out and see what happens, and then we'll compete next year. You can't do it. You just can't do it. They won't because you don't have your job that long. Because in the NFL, it is not for long, and that's exactly what it is. So I think they have to make a real good choice at quarterback. Either it's Kirk or I don't know who else it could be. I, it has to be Kirk if, if I'm Quasi Dofomenza. It has to be Kirk. Figure out a way to make it. I, I don't know how it is. I don't know how it works out financially. I'm not a, I'm not a finance guy. But they don't have a chance if they don't have Kirk Cousins under center next year, and that's my that's yeah. my two cents on it. I mean, it's far from uh, you know a remote possibility that they just throw the rookie right in. I mean, look at how frequently that's happened. Oh, both, that never works. In, well, look down in Houston this year. That's looking pretty good to me. Uh, it, it doesn't work all the time. Uh, by it's any so means. rare. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been looking okay these days. Uh, there are guys that it has worked with. It's been working, I'd say, more and more 
um, frequently than it has in the past because I think guys in college are just a little bit more ready uh, these days to make that transition. It does not always work. Bryce Young obviously is not doing great in Carolina. It's struggling. That's a bad team to begin with, though, so it's yes. hard to you know totally take that at face value. But it's worked in some areas. I, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world that they say, you know what? It's the rookie quarterback's time. We're going to bolster some other areas with the money we save on this rookie contract and uh, and go from there. I suppose if you if you create a situation around said quarterback, that is really good. But the offensive line needs an upgrade. They need to have a better running game. Ty Chandler has shown some flashes, but he's. I still need to see more. I think we've seen enough of Alexander Madison that he's not a, a number one running back. But I do think that if you – and the reason why rookie quarterbacks don't do well is because they're dropped into situations exactly. where the team is awful. Exactly. And, and that's – so – but, I mean, what are the Vikings? They're not great. They're not awful. They're somewhere in between. So I guess we'll find out. That, you know, a lot over the course of these next few games uh, will tell us a lot. And we will talk with Matt Collar about those coming up in our second hour. But coming up next, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Wild. How in the world – does Kirill Kaprizov for three games in a row get forgotten by opposing defenses? I will ask that of Jesse Pierce, Bar Down Beauties, and NHL.com. That is coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the huddle. If you asked for uh, the Wild to go on a win streak this holiday season, you have got your choice. They are, I believe, the hottest team in the NHL right now over the course of the last 10 games. Jesse Pierce is with the Bar Down Beauties Bar Bar Down Beauties podcast and NHL.com. Thanks for joining us, Jesse. Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas Eve to everyone out there listening. And to Thank you. Family. Yes. Thank you. And I know that uh, you won't get your wish because you wanted uh, the 78s jerseys and pants <laughs> to come back full time. <laughs> this is what you want for the for your for your Christmas wish. You want all green, yellow all the time. I just like 
like the green, mostly that green. Like, I love the Hartford Whalers because of that green and that blue. Like, I love that vibrant green. Like, it really isn't necessarily even the homage to the North Stars. I just, I like the color. Mix it up a little bit. But uh, I love that it was such a hot-button issue for so many yesterday. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to get people going. I agree with you. I also love – do you remember the the green and red New Jersey Devils uniforms? Oh, those were sweet. It must be the color green. I think so. Well, the team is certainly uh, keeping us from being blue anymore, which is also always nice. Uh, They're on a bit of a tear here. What is different that you've seen from pre-John Hines era to now current John Hines era? I mean, it sounds simple, but it's that confidence. It's that swagger. Uh, Bill Guerin had mentioned that in the introductory press conference to John Hines. It wasn't necessarily anything Dean Evson was doing wrong. He just wasn't able to get the guys going, and sometimes that requires a new voice, and John Hines came in and did that. And once they started winning games, they remembered, oh, yeah, we can do this. I mean, the Minnesota Wild team wasn't necessarily a bad team. I mean, it really wasn't supposed to be – wasn't the team that was reflected on the ice at the beginning of the season, and now I think they're playing more to the ability that they are. The biggest thing I think Hines changed, aside from giving them that confidence, is the speed. That has been Mm -hmm. in John Hines' vocabulary since he came on board is he wants those speed. He wants us to, you know, wants the Minnesota Wild to break break into the entries and entry enter the zone, excuse me, with a ton of speed. And they've done just that. And it's been phenomenal to see. And the fact that they're doing this all without Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen and Matt Zuccarello as of late is uh, is really a testament to what the team might be able to do down the road here. That really is crazy because Giannis Olmark is uh, one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League over the past couple seasons. Uh, I noticed last night, and I think it was maybe it was on the power play, that they they literally had Brock Faber up top almost by himself. Rossi would sneak up every now and then, and and I all I could thought of think of was the confidence they must have in this young man to be able to literally play the point on the power play almost all by himself. His his time on ice is backing it up. Uh, he he's arguably one of the best rookies in the league right now. And I, I guess I'm curious, Jesse, is it even a possibility that Brock Faber, the way he's playing, could be considered for rookie of the year this year? I think it's negligent to say he's not in that conversation. I mean, yeah. that's taking away nothing from Connor Bedard and, and the player that he is. And obviously it's it's very difficult for a defenseman. We all know Bedard's going to win it, right? It. Like, of course, he won it before he stepped on the ice. But it's fun to speculate who might be second. <laughs> go do a Michigan uh, in a game I mean that certainly gives you even yeah. more oomph especially at 18 but no I mean Brock Faber deserves to be in that conversation he deserves to be in the conversation of the Norris too again Kale McCarr and, and Quinn Hughes certainly are going to be at the top of that but Brock Faber has done such amazing things from his ice time as he mentioned where he's doing you know over 30 minutes of ice in, in four of the fat past five games he's running the top power play unit he's doing he's showing his offensive capability something that mm-hmm. I think he's really grown into just this year alone um, you know last year we saw the immediate impact he could make I had no idea Dave that he was going to continue to do that this year for the Minnesota Wild he's been given these opportunities and he's deserved them and he's really been just an impact player I mean where this team might be without Brock Faber is crazy to think about because, again, he's absorbed those roles of Jonas Burdine. He's absorbed the role of Jared Spurgeon at just 21 years old. Um, again, I think he has to at least get a little nod, get a little credit for what he's achieved because, you know, Rookie of the Year is also partly the important player of the year to the team, and, and Brock Faber is, is critical to the Minnesota Wild and their success.
That's the voice of Jesse Pierce from the Bar Down Beauties podcast as well as NHL.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Jesse underscore Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E. Uh, follow her and for all sorts of fun hockey tidbits and, and uniform stuff. And the, actually, you're, you're, I, I have to be honest with you. Uh, in terms of hockey people on Twitter, you are such an entertaining follow, not just because you're brilliant and very smart about hockey, but it's the other stuff. I, I love the other content that you provide. Thank you. I like to have a little fun. I mean, I think that's kind of the way that media and content are trending, yes. right? Is we get to be reminded that sports are fun. Like, yes, there's, you know, serious moments in it. And yes, we want our teams to win. But at the end of the day, it's a game. And we're all kids watching it, playing it, having fun around it. So why not mix it up and uh, remember to smile and laugh once in a while, even if it's actually tough. It'll all be okay at the end of the day. Hey, that's good advice for life, Jesse. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of uh, kids having a good time, Kirill Kaprizov over these last couple games, uh, I think it was both of the overtime and then in his goal yesterday. Somehow he was, and I was just, I was amazed. He's left alone inside the slot uh, (laughs) to to have these easy goals. Is, Is that teams just not respecting the talent that he is, or is he just that good that he's impossible to stay with? I think it's Kirill coming back to his own. He struggled mightily out the gate. I mean, it's been a rough couple months for Kirill Kaprizov, and whether that was a lingering injury from last year that we saw heading into the postseason or whether it's something else, um, it just wasn't really the 97 that Minnesota Wild fans and the Minnesota Wild organization had had been keen to see, and he's really found his way again. I think it was after the goal he scored. He's now on the three-game goal streak and three-game point streak. But after his first goal that started the streak, I can't remember if it was Ryan Hartman or one of the players in the locker room had mm-hmm. mentioned just what you said, Dave, that Kirill has a smile back. And that truly is such an important component. It might sound kiddish and, and cliche, but when Kirill's having fun playing hockey, he is electric. He is the best hockey player on the A. So I think it's a little bit of that mojo coming back for him. And, I mean, his skill, you cannot – you know, underestimate what Kirill Kaprizov is capable of. And I think maybe teams forgot that because he was struggling for so long. I think now they're starting to take notice. He was named the NHL's first star of the week, just announced a couple minutes ago. So exciting for him. And I think that this is just going to continue upward. And again, we will see that 97 that we have all become so beloved with. Jesse Pierce joining us in the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Wild 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, but still 2-4-6. Uh, they're way down in the Western Conference, uh, Jesse. <laughs> in order to make the postseason in the second half, uh, which we're still a little bit away from saying it's completely halftime of the season, but as, as we look ahead to the second half, what does this team have to do to try to make the postseason? They have to keep winning. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but that's what you need to do. And I think they need to try to do it more often in regulation, especially against those Western Conference teams. It's not great to give up a point to Vancouver and a point to Calgary in overtime. Um, you know, you need to get those two points cleanly, and I think that's going to be crucial for Minnesota moving on out. They dug themselves quite a hole. They really were very much in in deep here and kind of put themselves behind the eight ball. But if they keep playing the type of hockey that we have seen them play as of late, and again, doing that without their top stars, you know it's just going to be an even bigger success when those guys come back. So I think Minnesota's playing the right way. Obviously, there are always tweaks and little things, but in general, um, I really like what I'm seeing out of the Minnesota Wild, and I think they can make a really strong push to get into a playoff spot here uh, as the season moves on. I always wish we had more time to talk, Jesse. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate your insight and uh, for joining us on Christmas Eve morning. Have a great Christmas, okay? Thanks, Dave. You too.
All right, Jesse Pierce from Bar Down Beauties Podcast and NHL.com. We'll take a quick break, come back to the fast break. You're listening to the Huddle on 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All four to Dave today. All no, to Dave. All four. I still did. <laughs> yep, I still did all four. So, all uh, to Dave. Well, you get to answer, too. I get to answer my own questions. Oh, I'm not yes. prepared for that. No. <laughs> no, I, I only wrote the questions to ask other that people. That is not, not how this goes. Them. Okay. Uh, the NBA's Detroit Pistons have now tied a dubious record previously held by the Cleveland Cavaliers and Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, once you hear it, you'll be shocked. It's not the Timberwolves. I couldn't believe it myself. Uh, they've lost 26 straight games. That is a record, a uh, tied record at the very least. And, yeah, again, I'm shocked the Wolves didn't hold that. Uh, it's tied for the longest streak, uh, losing streak in any major sport in a single season uh, side note here, uh, quick one, Dave. Can you name the NFL's longest losing streak? Uh, I'm going to guess, well, yeah, isn't it like 16 games? Isn't it by the Lions? It is not the Lions. Really? It is more than 16 games. Oh, wow. It's across multiple seasons. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers of 76 wow. 77, they lost 26 straight. Gross. 26. Wow. So that's tied with the NBA's uh, all-time records as well. That's, 26 that's games. a season and a half, basically? Nope. Of straight wow. losing for those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. But I digress, Dave. Uh, I asked you last week about the greatest Minnesota sports teams of all time, and looking at this historically awful Detroit Pistons teams got me thinking, uh, what's the worst Minnesota sports team of all time Oof. in your mind, in your personal you know, opinion? What was the worst team you have ever had to watch uh, in Minnesota sports? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, it, it, it had, I mean, you could pick any one of the Timberwolves teams over the course of the last yep. 20 years. I mean, th- there were times the where... Dream team? Y- yeah, it, it's hard to remember which one, but I mean, there were times where the, the team, I mean... They were halfway. There were times it felt like the the Lynx outdrew the Timberwolves in attendance for some of those seasons. Um, I don't remember which one. I mean, it, it, pick one with with uh, Chris Richards, Corey Brewer. Uh, you know the the nines, tens. I don't even know. Luke it all. Ridnour years is what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there were some. There have been some really bad Timberwolves seasons, and I don't know another franchise in town that's that's had a lack of success like they have over a long period of time. So I'll say any one of the Timberwolves teams, other than the ones that made the playoffs, what, two, three times in the last 20 years? It's fun to just remember some of the players from those teams. How about Alexi Shved? Loved me some oh Alexi Shved back up. Alexi Shved. Alexi Shved with the Somewhere long hair, I have, flowing hair. I have a, a an autographed Timberwolves basketball. I don't know how I obtained it. And it was oh seven oh eight, and I was looking at the names, and I'm like, oh my goodness, woof! I love I love looking at those names and just Chris, Chris Richards, remember yeah, him, Chris like Richards. from Florida? He was supposed to be the next big thing, along with Corey Brewer, and 
Yep. Brewer went. Hey, Brewer won an NBA ring. He won a ring. He had an so, okay career. I mean, he was he yeah. great? No, but he had, he was okay. He's got more titles yeah. than anybody there. Twins now. also had a couple of years where you look at some of those players and some of those records, and you go, oof, oof. Oh yeah, in those uh, mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I I, mean, I feel like since oh seven, since I got here, most often they're they are at least competitive. Yes. Uh, and and some of the seasons where they made some runs and game one sixty three and those years were a lot of fun even though they didn't win anything of substance they were still fun years to watch baseball. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to move on to number two here. Uh, tip of the cap to the twenty twenty three Northwestern Wildcats, your Las Vegas Bowl champions. They down the Utah Utes fourteen to seven and improved the record to eight and five. This is of course after an off season of hazing scandals. The Pat Fitzgerald outster ton of player transfers mm-hmm. and just so much ex- internal and external strike strife not to mention uh they were coming off a one and 11 season with much of the same roster a really incredible feat by new coach david braun who was in the interim role and has now been uh put into that job full-time former ndsu guy he was also at winona state actually as a graduate assistant to start his career so uh, has some local ties my question who is the greatest coach in Minnesota history, and just to make it interesting, Dave, let's let's not say Bud Grant. That would be the too obvious. The greatest coach of any sport in any any sport, any coach. Oh, you can go up to St. John's. You could say Gagliardi. You could yeah. say, you know, I feel like I'm giving you that one. If I if I'm saying, yeah, that I right. mean, Gallardi's there yeah. c- certainly. I, I I mean, but Grant is a tough one. I'm just trying to think of uh, in 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 most recent memory. Uh, I'll give you two just because they're ones that always have stuck out to me who have been able to either. So I'll say Ron Gardenhire's up there. Um, he was able to do things, and, and I look at that season that they went to 163 with guys like Nick Punto and, uh, uh, gosh, who else? I'm, I'm just trying to – Jason Kubel. I mean, guys that were not really like stars, but he managed to get the most out of them. Now – they had some really good pitching during that time. Uh, so I'll, I'll say Ron Gardenhire. If we're, if we're not going to go Bud Grant because he's one of the greatest. Yeah, I, I we're not feel like go... we'd, I'd just be giving it to you if I said you could say Bud Yeah. Grant. I mean, can I? is Tim Brewster off the list? Uh, no, no. Go for it. I want to hear I mean, the he's argument. certainly the most entertaining yeah. of coaches. So I'll say Ron Gardenhire. I will also say, and, I, and I've said this many times, Cheryl Reeve, just simply because she has was able to get the most out of her players – uh, successfully, and also able to manage a roster of superstars, which is very difficult to do, which is one of the reasons why I'm so impressed with the job that Chris Finch has done this year. Uh, th- those two specifically stick out to me. I'm sure uh, that there's – I mean, the other easy one is Herb Brooks, right? I mean, yeah. Herb Brooks could be the best of the I best. I mean, yeah, you have you have that Mount Rushmore, and I, I was I was hoping to not get an answer that's, you know, generally on that, that – Mount Rushmore coaches. <laughs> so can I? I'll go with three. I gave three for the Mount yes. Rushmore. I'm I'm surprised Garden higher over TK. I feel like TK is a bit more beloved. Uh, Probably because, by, and, and I'll say fans, I, that right? I'm biased because I was not here for a lot of TK. So I've heard stories of it, but Gardy I witnessed. Yeah. Um, I also thoroughly enjoyed covering him because he was so entertaining. Uh, whether they were doing well or not, I just I always remember the time that he got tossed from a game because he just didn't want to see anymore. And he admitted after the game he had just seen enough; like yep. he just didn't want to be there anymore. He was always fun. Just, yeah, I love that. I mean, the 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 the, the 
the uh, matches between him and I think it was Joe West were always entertaining. But yep. uh, so I'll go with those three. Great. I'm uh, I'm a little disappointed we didn't start the uh, Mike Tice Renaissance and image <laughs> recovery here, but that's okay. We'll move. Did on. I ever tell you? Th- I'll tell you the story sometime about how Mike Tice uh, won my first year in the job, made me quiver in fear. I'll tell you that later. Yeah, speaking of somewhat entertaining guys, Mike Mike Tice had uh, <laughs> had his moments. Uh, it is the holiday season, as we all know, Dave. It's Christmas Eve as we speak. And uh, I've been seeing all sorts of these kind of wish lists for major yes. sports teams. I, I think the Athletic had a, a hockey one, and it was, for instance, uh, the Wild need a healthy blue line. That's on their wish list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been seeing these all over the place. So my question would be, what is on your wish list for this year as a Minnesota sports fan? I love that. That was I actually would love to pose that to our listeners, too, uh, at, at some point here. We'll do that. But let me start. And I'm glad that you, you, you went here because I really – I struggled with this. There, there's the easy, right? The, the easy ones. Yep. The Twins need a, a a number one starter, number two starter. The Vikings need quarter a new quarterback and an offensive line. The Wild are consistently looking for a number one center. Although you could mm-hmm. argue that we're getting closer. They're getting closer to that. But I'll say this: Here's what I really want because it's never happened in my what is this twenty twenty three? So I've been here for almost fifteen years. Um, I've never, there, there has never been a gopher quarterback that for, for an extended period of time, that was really a guy you had so much confidence in that could win the game for you in my time here. Mm-hmm. I know there were certainly guys, Ricky Foggy and Asad Abdul Khalik guys behind that, but I will say a real gopher quarterback for, for some, for a good portion of time. I get so jealous that some of these other big 10 schools, they get they get guys who you know they're legitimate QBs. They carry the game. They go on to the NFL and they represent that school. Mm-hmm. We have not had that in in the time that I've been here. Maybe the kid from New Hampshire's it, although he's not going to be here for a long time. Maybe it's the kid from Arkansas who who by all accounts we we stole from uh, the Razorbacks and maybe he's the best thing. But a real dominating quarterback in maroon and gold that you just love every time he steps on the field. I was really hopeful that Ethan Kaliak Manis was it. He wasn't. Now he's gone. That's what I want for Christmas. Under the tree, wrap it in maroon and gold wrapping paper, a quarterback for the Gopher football team, a legit one. You know, the quarterback position has changed so much just over the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. How important it is. And so you look back at, you know, some of the guys that have these Gopher records, the, the Adam Webbers of the world. You, you were here yes. for Adam Weber, I believe. And he was he was good. That was a good quarterback that the Gophers had. But he was and he had game like, manager, right? That what, was, three was different coaches in his time here? Yeah. He was for, he was Mace, who was before was it Mason Mace Brewster Brewster and, uh, and then the guy who the uh, Jeff oh yeah, what's his name the, uh, he went to he went somewhere else out and he went to Nevada um, anyway uh, yeah I loved Adam Weber and and Adam he, we've had Adam on the show for for what he had to deal with he was phenomenal yep and he was, he was what with, you ask at, at quarterback uh, yeah but we're looking for that next level I guess I, I I like that answer a lot I think I'm I'm right there. Uh, with you, we'll move on quickly to this last one. It's going to stay sure. on the Gopher topic because uh, mm-hmm. we haven't hit on it yet. PJ Fleck put together one of his best recruiting classes in a few years uh, with National Early Signing Day this last Wednesday. They're ranked around 37 in the country by most uh, uh, aggregators. The biggest coup, of course, of this group though was 
Esco, Minnesota safety Coy Parrish, who uh, had a late push from Ohio State and Florida State. He visited Ohio State, but he stuck with the Gopher commitment, top player in the state. Uh, he is the top player in Minnesota, obviously, but the Gophers also pulled the top player out of North Dakota and a top two, maybe top one player out of Wisconsin, an offensive lineman at that. After a pretty tough year for this Gopher football team, uh, with this class, as well as you know some of these transfers coming in, do you, would you say they're on the upswing or the downswing right now? I I, I don't say either because the problem is they've had great recruiting classes, and and the problem is never with PJ Fleck has never been getting guys to come here. It's getting them to to, to it's turning the potential into talent on the field to win football games and keep them. And and the transfer portal, as we've gone on in length about changes everything because you don't really know if you have a guy for four years. You may only have him for one or two. The pro- the, the, this is the problem for me. I, I, listen, if they have 37th, 500th, or the second class, it's never mattered. It matters that they cannot, that a coaching staff, and including P.J. P. Fleck is a phenomenal recruiter. He is an excellent recruiter. Is he? Everybody he said- gets guys, but it, they don't he turn into the talent on the field. He has and he hasn't, right? Because they've generally been lower than. I mean, this is, I think, his second best recruit. We've got two of the top uh, five recruits in Minnesota history are in this class, right? I, to, give you, still... to give you context, so uh, it's not necessarily that he has been recruiting some of these guys incredibly. He gets these these diamonds in the rough, or he gets a commitment early and he gets them to stick throughout when you want those key players. But I don't know if I buy the PJ Flex is an incredible recruiter thing. Okay, but if you're giving him Madden attributes, right, and and the attributes for coaching, it's coaching on the field and managing the game versus recruiting. Recruiting is a higher number than managing on the game. See, managing on the field. I don't even think either of those are very high. I think right his his well, value. Well, three's better than nothing. <laughs> I suppose. I think his value is is in the practices, the development, and the culture. Right. That's that's what people yeah, brings. He's good at it. What are you asking for for a uh, sports? Christmas wish this year. What do you want under the tree? Hit, uh, come on over to the WCCO talk and text line 651-461-9226. Would love to know what you are interested in and what you want this year. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts throughout the show. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap up hour number one. You're listening to The Huddle on 830-WCCO. Welcome back to The Huddle, end of hour number one. Interesting, uh, some getting some great texts to the WCCO talk and text line, 651-461-9226. People telling us Kirk Cousins is great as long as he has coverage, which is true. Kirk is good with JJ. They have rhythm. I absolutely agree with that. Charlie, in response to your question about the best coach, um, we got Bill Musselman on here. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And then someone ripping me and saying, Garden Hire doesn't come close to the manager that Tom Kelly was. TK is almost a mythical figure among a certain subset of and I am Minnesota sports fans. Fully, I'm more than happy to say that uh, we can disagree and still all get along. I, I, I know TK is beloved. I, didn't, I was not here for the TK era, so I was here for the Garden Hire era. So that is what it is. Bill Musselman's interesting, and you and I got started talking about how Eric Musselman, his son, who's now at Arkansas, mm-hmm. who beat – did they beat oh, – was it Duke or North Carolina? They I beat mean, they one of them. they made it far in the tournament. That's, that's all. But I'm this thinking. year they beat one of them, so the, yeah. earlier in the season. I forget which one, but there was a huge win. I was in the camp. I would have loved to have had Eric Musselman here. I don't know 
nothing against Ben Johnson, but I, I think Eric Musselman's just a fantastic coach. He's done really, really good things with Arkansas. Uh, to your point, though, as you said off air, listen, they're not starting too bad this year. Let's give Ben Johnson some credit. Sure, and we will see what happens when we get into Big Ten play. But, yeah, I mean, you look at the team compared to last year, and they're clearly a better team. There's something there. There's something going. But we'll see. It's a long season. They're just getting into playing Michigan after the holiday break. Oh, that's when it really gets interesting. What are your sports wishes? What do you want to the tree this year for sports Christmas? We'll continue them in the next hour. You're listening to 830 WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 